0: Where To Next podcast, season two, bonus episode. Hi there, I'm Angelica, your host and producer, and welcome aboard to our monthly podcast, Where To Next, brought to you by the Office of International Safety and Security here at Kennesaw State University. In this space, we talk about all things student travel, from what to pack to navigating identity while abroad. So fasten your seatbelts, all of you globe trotters and adventure seekers, as we prepare for takeoff. Hey there, listeners. It is great to have you tuning in. With me is Erin Rash, Director of the Office of International Safety and Security and co-host of Where To Next. Hey there, Erin hi how are you i'm doing well how are you doing i'm doing great glad to be here today Mm -hmm. lovely
1: somewhat dreary actually (laughs) monday (laughs) morning
0: yes hopefully this episode will lift the spirits of the people listening if it's dreary outside if it's sunny good for you But listeners, you may have noticed that for March, we have released two episodes. March is Women's History Month, so we released our Women in Traveling episode. If you have some time, go ahead and check that out. But also happening in March is the annual Equinox, a week dedicated to recognizing and promoting the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And this episode, we are delighted to have our colleague Lola Owokonuran, in the past, she has worked as project manager for Kennesaw State University's Sea Falls Atlanta Center, and she is a wonderful resource when it comes to SDGs and actually acting them out in the community. Lola, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you feeling?
2: I'm feeling great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about SDGs.
0: We're excited to have you. We really wanted to highlight the great work that you do and that of the students and interns and ambassadors that you lead. And now for people who aren't as familiar with the SDGs, could you brief us on the goals and what they are and how they came to be?
2: Yeah, of course. I would love to. So the Sustainable Development Goals are we like to use the acronym SDGs, was created actually in 2015. So in 2015, the United Nations Member States, so those are all the ambassadors and leaders from so many different countries around the world, actually 193 came together and they said, what can we do to transform our world? Um, and so they created these SDGs, there's 17 of them. And they go into you know issues about social inclusion, economic development, and also environmental development as well. But then they really have um, an emphasis on peace, as well as partnerships. And so they created these goals saying, okay, in 15 years, so 2030, we're going to try to be able to meet these goals. And within the 17, there's goals like zero hunger, no poverty, climate action, um, sustainable cities and communities, decent work. Good health and well-being, partnership for the goals, and I can go on and on. I know all the seventeen in my head. I've said it so many times, <laughs> right? And the different varieties of, of, of goals that they have that we want to meet by 2030. And so, really, it was an ask for all individuals, but particularly, you know, leaders and community um, community leaders and different individuals that can make an impact, um, so they could really transform our world in the future. So that's a just brief understanding of what the the SDGs are.
1: Fantastic. Thank you for sharing those. They sound like some pretty amazing goals to strive for.
2: Yeah, I like to think so. I mean, they're a bit ambitious, right? But I think when they created these goals, they thought, okay, rather than say, let's reduce, you know, uh, poverty by 50%, why do we just try to have no poverty at all, right? And so every single country or every single individual can have these different goals and these different targets themselves to to reach them. And I think that that was a pretty cool thing that they did.
0: I liked how you said, Lola, about not having a, like a specific number. It's a timeline. It will, will hopefully get it done by 2030. And each country can have their own, uh, their own process, their own system of how they're going to really tackle these goals. Now, countries aren't the only ones who are actually involved in this, correct? Who else can be involved in this?
2: That's a good question. So really, all of us can be involved. And so, of course, it was created by, you know, different ambassadors and and member states of the UN. And so it really wasn't asked to countries to take it, I don't know if it's necessarily underneath their wing, but to take it, you know, as a, a blueprint for how they can really impact different communities within, you know, their different countries or, you know, different cities within their country. But really, it's an ask for every single individual. And so we can look at you know the sdgs and even climate action or you know sustainable cities and communities and think okay how can we make a difference in our own communities how can i tackle climate action even you know doing simple things in the house or every day and then it's also an ask to community leaders as well you know if there's a issue with hunger there's an issue with you know responsible consumption both sdgs how can we implement certain solutions that we can tackle that as well and so I like to think of it as yes, it can be as big as a president or a prime minister saying, okay, we want to tackle this SDG, but it can be still impactful by each of us making our own targets and our own goals as well. So we can figure out how we can um, meet them too by 2030.
1: Awesome. So you talked about how um, we can enact them and how we can be impactful. And so, what does this actually look like in practice? What actions or steps can we take to? enact these goals in our daily lives?
2: Well, there's a lot of different ways that we could enact these goals in our our daily lives. I like to think about it as, let's not jump out and say, okay, I'm really passionate about climate action, for instance, right? And so now I'm going to try to start this group. I'm going to reach out to lobbyists. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then sometimes I feel like that can be overwhelming. And what I like to do is I like to first say, okay, especially individuals, right? Or or students, or people who want to make a difference but don't know how. I like to say, okay, what are you particularly passionate about, and what resources do you already have within your community or your school, or you know, whether it be you know different people that you're close to? Um, what resources do you currently have, and how can you build on that? And a lot of times, there's there's you know. Uh, there's already things in place where you can, you know, whether you create a program or you are thinking about, you know, reaching out to certain individuals or you want to start a fundraiser, whatever it is, there's, there's certain ways that you could um, start to create small steps, you know, that could be solutions that you feel like can be impactful based off of the resources that you already have. So for instance, let's say you are interested in no poverty and you go somewhere like KSU. Right. They already have an awesome office called Care Services, where with Care Services, they they service different students that are experiencing homelessness. Right. And so you could reach out to them and think about what certain projects or certain services that they do that maybe you could volunteer for. You can work for them or you can you know maybe go out to an event and then you could try to raise awareness for that or maybe do a fundraiser and be more involved in that way. And so I like to say that, first of all, think about the SCGs in a sense where what am I passionate about? What resources do I have? How can I get involved? And how can I raise awareness from that point? I think over time, you start to connect to other SCGs. They're so interconnected and you start to maybe um, tackle other areas that you wouldn't have even thought you could have. So I think that's the way that we can do it individually. And that's how we can start um, just from our own backyard.
0: Very nice. Very good. I like the way you put that. Um, and here at Kennesaw State University, one of our values is impact generating. And from everything that you just said, it sounds like we are we are working towards that. And you mentioned we have CARES. Are there any other programs or initiatives that are happening on campus or in the surrounding area?
2: Yeah. So I definitely always try to promote care services. Um... Uh, Marcy, who leads Care Services, is now, I would say, a good friend of mine, and we connected for a a long period of time. We've worked on so many different um, programs together, and uh, it's awesome to to just work with her and see her in action. But there also is the Office of Sustainability at KSU as well, and so that office is also led by by Jennifer Wilson, who's also amazing and a wonderful resource on SDGs, but... She um, and her office and her students and interns I work there, they really just promote sustainability. Um, and, and, w- and they have an emphasis on responsible consumption, climate action, um, um, energy, right, and how to make sure that we're having energy efficient infrastructure and, you know, uh, resources here at KSU. And so she's awesome in that regard. And then also we have a president's commission on sustainability as well. And so with a bunch of different faculty, staff, and students that are also very passionate about sustainability and certain steps that we can take to make sure KSU is more sustainable. In addition to that, there's so many different um, organizations in the Atlanta community as well with different individuals that are passionate about SDGs and how we can make an impact and what we can do to make sure that we really achieve them by 2032. So there's, if, if you're interested in SDGs and sustainable development, it really just making a difference, there's definitely, you know, a variety of different places you can tap into to to make sure you do that.
1: Wonderful. And I'm just curious, since we have you here, if I could pick your brain and get your thoughts on how the Office of International Safety and Security, we're part of the uh, Division of Global Affairs. We work closely with our education abroad office and with our international um, students and scholar services offices. What would you recommend our ways that we could help Uh, Become involved with the SDGs, or you know, make steps towards sustainability, or somehow offset our carbon footprint in some way.
2: Well, um, I would say that first of all, with the Office of Safety and Security, it's under the Division of Global Affairs, which obviously I'm under as well, right? And so, uh, one major goal that I think that we're achieving is definitely SDG seventeen, which is partnerships for the goals. We are always connecting or linking with different individuals all around the world your office particularly in terms of safety and security when students or faculty go abroad um, and having to make sure that we have the right connections individuals that we could always um, reach out to you know if there's ever emergency or if there's ever a time where we need to to reach out to them and so i definitely think that that's something you're already doing Um, and then obviously with scg3 good health and well-being you know, in in terms of making sure that people are safe um, and and that, you know, they can feel confident when they go abroad, those are things that you're doing as well. But in terms of moving forward, in terms of reducing our carbon footprint, I mean, I would say in this, you know, (laughs) in 2021 with the reduction of um, travel, I think (laughs) a lot of people's carbon footprint has minimized, especially in the past year. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Yes. very true
1: yes you don't have to plant as many trees this year to make up for all of the travel we've had this year
2: absolutely so I think in that regard um, your carbon footprint is definitely uh, reducing but I also think that now uh, obviously 2020 was a really difficult year for many and you know we're lucky that we're here just talking and you know there's many that have gone through much worse in the past year but I do think one good thing that came out of it is that we're starting to think about um, a new world and how we could really utilize technology for our benefit. And I think that a lot of times, um, if we are able to use technology and you know minimize our amount of travel or be more conscious about you know carpooling or going to work and different things like that, that we've kind of been forced to do in this year, I think that in itself can allow us to really um, achieve SDG 13 climate action, right? Um, and then other areas of environmental sustainability. So I think that through your office and being able to provide those opportunities and obviously that helps in terms of safety, in terms of people not traveling as much and going, but being able to be you know, be a resource for students that are interested in those types of things, um, I think is good too. And I know you guys work really closely with Education Abroad as well, and they're great, great partners too. And I think just being innovative about how we can really tackle You know, uh, environmental issues, but really just social issues as well, Um, and how we can be um, more sustainably minded leaders in that sense, I think is something that you guys do as well, but we can always improve on as we think to the future. So I hope that answers your question. It probably was a little all over the place there, too, but I think you guys are already doing great work. But I think as we think about the future and what that looks like, we can always try to think about new ways.
1: Angelica didn't warn you that I like to throw in the curveball questions every <laughs> once in a while and go
0: off script.
2: I love it. I love it. It's just, it's, it's, right. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> now you mentioned uh, now we do collaborate with Education Abroad and other offices under Global Affairs um, and within the university as well. And I like that you mentioned that uh, we really do focus on, as a whole, global affairs, we focus on growing up leaders for mm-hmm. the next generation. And you work directly with these future leaders and actually currently is because they're doing great work in the community right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's probably one of my favorite parts about my my job and my position in the past year is that I work with a lot of amazing students that just want to make a difference. They just want to make an impact. And they're like, how do I do it? Who do I reach out to? What resources do I have to make an impact? And and how do I get started? And we're really able to kind of help them along that journey. And now they're doing amazing work, which, you know, I would, I always love to highlight. So yeah, I'm
0: excited. Well, we can highlight them right now.
2: (laughs) I'm excited to talk
0: about it. (laughs) So we have three students actually that you work with, but we just really wanted to Again, highlight, put them on the map and make sure we get their programming and their organization out there so that if other students who are looking to get more involved within the SDGs, but don't really know how, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, here's your answer. Um, But we're going to feature one student that Lola, if you wouldn't mind, could you tell us more about them?
2: Yes. So the first student we're going to feature is Jenny. And so Jenny is... Um, a student that was in our Distinguished UN SDG Ambassador Program, which we launched last year out of the Division of Global Affairs. It's a program where we had students that wanted to make an impact at KSU. And so what they did is they learned about the SDGs in an intensive program, and they created these action plans of how they could achieve one or maybe multiple SDGs. And then that plan, hopefully they could implement in the community. So I'm excited for her to talk because this is actually her action plan that she presented in the program and now she's actually implementing at KSU. All right, well, let's give it a listen.
3: Hello, my name is Jenny Agnew and I'm a recent graduate of Kennesaw State University with a degree in media and entertainment. The SDG I'm most passionate about is number 13, climate action. I feel that our planet's climate sets the stage for everything else to happen in the world and without a stateable climate, we cannot hope to achieve any of the other SDGs. Because of this, I started Compostable KSU. This initiative is designed to get on-campus dining locations at Kennesaw State to switch their packaging from plastic and styrofoam to compostable options. We would also set up compost bins around campus to collect the waste and transfer it to a compost facility. Changing the food packaging to compostable options would reduce our packaging waste as well as drastically reducing the amount of uneaten food being sent to landfills. Food waste, by weight, is the largest item in American landfills. As the food breaks down, it produces methane, a greenhouse gas that has around 28 times the warming potential of CO2. I started this project while doing CFAW Atlanta's Distinguished United Nations Ambassador Program. In this program, we were asked to come up with a project that would further one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals on campus. It is very important to me that I do everything that I can to aid the fight against climate change. My generation does not have the luxury of asking whether or not something is possible. We just have to put our heads down and fight for it. As for Compostable KSU, we are currently working on outreach to gain support for the project. Once we get around 100 signatures of support on our petition, we will bring the project to the Student Government Association. If we can get SGA's backing, the project will then be brought to Kennesaw's president for consideration. In the future, I hope this project will be implemented on both Kennesaw and Marietta campuses. If successful, I'd like to put together a toolkit on how I got Kennesaw to make the switch and reach out to other colleges and universities to see if I can help duplicate this project on their campuses. If you would like to further our initiative, you can follow our Instagram page at compostable underscore KSU sign our petition if you do not have an instagram you could access the petition as well as see more information on the project through our link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot slash compostable ksu thanks for listening that
0: sounds like really good work she's doing i like when she said how the generation they can't afford to just sit and wait for it to happen they have to actually act it out and go out there amazing work Jenny absolutely commendable very much so
2: yeah I mean I love that when she said you know we don't have the luxury of just asking why certain certain things happen we just have to put her head down and you know kind of just go for it I was like yes Jenny <laughs> you know, she's just so awesome and she was another amazing student that came out of that program and now she's working really closely with Jennifer and office of sustainability to make sure that this project is really successful and and Jennifer is an awesome resource for her and and they're reaching out to, as she said, student government. And I like how she also has a plan for moving forward with the kid as well. I think that's really big in terms of the SCG, not just making an impact, but, you know, the aspect of sustainability in terms of longevity, right? Let's just not make an impact or have a solution for today. But how can we, you know, have a solution that's going to impact those in the future as well? That's the true definition of sustainability. I like how she's going to create that and reach out to others. So good job,
0: Jenny. Very proud of her. Yes, very good job, Jenny. Now our next featured student, Lola, would you like to introduce her?
2: Yes, so our next student is Adair. So I've worked with Adair a a couple of times on different projects, but she is one of really the leads of the youth aspect of RCE Greater Atlanta. And so RCE uh, is actually a network of different uh, groups all around the country, really all around the world that have um, a focus on education for sustainable development. And they try to promote that and educate individuals within their communities about the SDGs. And so uh, Adair is is a wonderful student. She um, has been a part of the RCE for a good period of time. um, And I'm really excited for her to talk about the work that she's doing.
4: All right, let's get to it. Hello, my name is Adair Garrett, and I study civil engineering at Georgia Tech. I'm currently in my fourth year, about to graduate in May. I am most passionate about SDG 11, which is Sustainable Cities and Communities. I'm very passionate about this because I, as I mentioned, studied civil engineering, and I'm really passionate about transportation and planning within civil engineering, so SDG 11 is close to home for me. I have been working on initiatives that are not necessarily focused on SDG 11 since I hopefully will be focusing on work that will help to achieve SDG 11 in my career. Because of that, if I had to describe which SDG my projects have most been focused on, I would say SDG 17 partnerships or SDG 4 quality education. In my work with the RCE Greater Atlanta, I've mostly focused on two projects. One being the RCE Greater Atlanta Mentorship Program, and the other being the Civic Dinners Program, which is a program that helps support a local organization to Atlanta called Civic Dinners by consistently hosting civic dinners that are open to the community and focus on RCE members to help create a networking opportunity and to create awareness for the SDGs. The Civic Dinners Program goes hand-in-hand with the Marvelous Mondays Program. So the Marvelous Mondays Program focuses on one SDG particularly and some good news or good work that is occurring in Atlanta to achieve the SDG. So for example, SDG 8 is Decent Work and Economic Growth. Uh, current topic will be decent work occurring in atlanta and we'll have a speaker speak on that for the rce mentorship program this program w- was started in 2019 and now we have about a hundred or so participants so it's been able to affect a lot of people's lives the SDG that is associated with this project is really hard to pin down because each mentorship pair is different which is something that we really try to weave into the program so that it could be flexible depending on what the pairing would like the RCE the RCE mentorship program is very close to my heart because I started it and I've been working on it for two years and I'm about to pass it on to another student. The RCE mentorship committee is made out of me, another student, and Scott Sadler, who mostly works with the mentors. If a student or a graduated person would like to become engaged, they would just reach out to me. My name is Adair Garrett. To and 2 Ts at godtech.edu and we could get you on the coordinating committee and all you would have to do is reach out to people at schools, reach out to people in your network if they want to participate as a mentee or a mentor. Some future goals that I have for this project, we want students at every single university in the Atlanta area to be involved. So that would be wonderful if we could get students from anywhere from like Atlanta Metropolitan to UGA to SCAD it would just be great to incorporate all of the universities in this network that is supposed to be made completely of universities. I really was passionate to start this program is because the RCE provided me with so many resources to connect with different people and I wanted to provide those resources to different students. My future goal is to have 500 students involved in this program. My future aspiration for this program is that it always has people working on it, doing the good work that has been has been started. And again, if anybody is interested in being involved or engaged or assisting me, you can reach me at Adair Garrett at g a t e c h dot edu.
1: I love that there's this real theme that's emerging between these different interviews about the idea of not only spreading awareness, but also
0: passing the torch. It's like a a sense of stewardship happening here over the people who are within the organization, within the programming, but also of the SDG. And Lola,
1: perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about KSU and it and CFAL and its relationship with RCE.
2: Yes, absolutely. And I also wanted to mention too, I think it just shows how deeply the, uh, the students understand really the SDGs at its core and how it's not just about how we could make a difference today, but how can we make a difference over time? So I love how you you both kind of understood that that trend and it shows our, our students are just great, but yes, so RCE Greater Atlanta, and really the RCE network is a multi-stakeholder network. And so it has many different institutions and the Atlanta chapter has multiple different universities that are involved. And so KSU is, is one of the members of RCE Greater Atlanta, same with Georgia Tech, same with Spelman and a lot of different even organizations as well outside of just universities are involved. I'm on really promoting and educating um, students and community members and individuals on sustainable development goals. And so I'm glad that we're part of it. I mean, it's really allowed me to make such great connections within the community um, and to see how we can promote the SDGs. I love the student aspect of it. And even the mentorship program, I'm a part of the mentorship program. And so I think that's just a really good opportunity too, for students that want to make an impact and a difference to kind of be mentored by people that, you know, may have a little bit more resources or it can help them along their journey.
0: Very nice. And we have one last featured student. Lola, who is she?
2: We have Angelou. I like to call her Ange. (laughs) And so Ange, I met her, I want to say a year ago, but it's actually been two, um, two years. And she was a part of our YSEALI program. So YSEALI Young Southeast Asian Leaders Initiative. And so this was started by the US government, the State Department actually. um, And it's really a program to just foster leadership among Southeast Asian um, individuals. And they're even leaders in their own right, but this is to really engage them and to educate them about leadership here in the US, and then also give them the opportunity so they can grow. And so they have a four week residency program. And so students were able to come to KSU and Angelou was a part of that cohort where I was able to kind of talk to her a little bit about the SCGs and obviously the other students within the cohort, but she was just a standout student. They were all standout students, but she was a standout student for me because we happen to have the same background in public health and she's doing amazing work. And so I'm excited to, to talk about what she's doing in, in the Philippines.
5: All right, let's get to it. I'm Angelou of East a graduate of BS in Public Health at the University of the Philippines Visayas and recently been a part of YCELE's Academic Fellowship on Civic Engagement at Kansas State University. Currently a co-founder of Team de which I'll be talking about more later. And I'm also a senior manager of REACH 52, a digital healthcare company with a goal of reaching 52% of the world with low or no access to healthcare services. Since I was 15, I've been already passionately working on SDG-3, good health and well-being. That's why I chose public health as my college course. My country, Philippines, remains as one of the countries in Asia-Pacific with the fastest growing cases of HIV. From one case per day in 2008, we have grown to 35 to 40 cases per day in 2021. As a public health advocate, I know I need to do something about it without thinking about my age, gender, race, or even economic status. Health is everyone's concern, no matter who you are. That is why, when I was 19, together with my four best friends, we found Team Dukungbukhao, a youth organization that aims to unite the youth for the HIV advocacy. Encourage people to get tested for HIV because the law prohibits us from forcing anyone to get tested. So we advocated to promote voluntary counseling and testing. And lastly, we want to empower people living with HIV. We want to be able to create safe spaces for young people. Hence our tagline. Hashtag know the science, stop the stigma. Our goal was not just to educate. Our goal was something more ambitious, a stigma-free country. This is why we bring these discussions within the premises of schools. We want to mainstream the dialogue on HIV and AIDS as young as possible. We don't want it to be something taboo anymore. We want it to be something as common as coffee shop conversations. Because if anything, what we're doing is for all of us. This is breaking the stigma. This is the power of the youth. We are passionate, we are limitless, we are radical, we are capable of change because we are eager for change. And speaking of change, we will be putting up condom stations among universities here, which has always been a challenge. We, the youth, can work towards a better future amidst all this uncertainty. We just have to find the right people and the right amount of fight in us to realize the initiatives. That we want to do. You can help this advocacy if you help us in this fight. Educate people on the misconceptions in HIV and AIDS, get yourself tested in the nearest testing center, and empower people living with HIV.
0: Wow, fantastic job. Uh, I like how she focused on getting the information out there using social media and the part where she said, uh, making it as casual as a coffee table talks, just making sure you really get that information out there, the people who really need it. I love that you touched on that social
1: media connection, because that was my first thought as well was second thought. Actually, first, I was really impressed with her um, poise and and her empowering language. Um, All of them, really, all of these that we've listened to today, just fantastic future leaders. But I love how, you know, now that we are truly a global and connected society and even more so now that we've gone through this pandemic and we've sort of forced ourselves to adopt and adapt, um, how, how
2: powerful that can be as a tool. Yeah, I love how she basically focused on or she mentioned that youth can be future makers, and she definitely is a change maker in her own right and her own community. And that's just to show you that she was passionate about SDG three, good health and well being as a child. And now she has more resources. And, and really, I feel like she's encouraged or maybe through the YSEALI program, she was more encouraged to make a difference. And now they're at the point where they could be in schools and, you know, they're making it more so coffee, you know, (laughs) shopping. And I love how she mentioned that. And that's a big thing, stigma, um, in terms of, you know, reducing, uh, the spread of HIV and being able to talk about it. And that's another thing as well with most of the SCGs, you know, just making it more common dialogue, educating ourselves about different issues and, and bring more aware, right? Awareness and advocacy, as she mentioned, is extremely important to make sure that we tackle these goals within the you know the coming years. So she's impressive, just like all of these students, they're impressive and they're all change makers and leaders in their own right. And it's it's awesome to kind of hear about the great work they're doing.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for the three featured students for the work that you're doing and also for sharing it with us and for the people who are listening. And I will also put down any uh, emails or contact information within uh, the description of this podcast. So if you are interested in getting involved or you'd like to maybe start your own project and get some pointers or tips, you can definitely reach out to them. Speaking of pointers and tips, just to kind of close out, for. Us and our listeners as well. What are some small everyday things that we can do? We were talking about earlier carpooling and things of that nature. But what are some you know tips to be a part of this movement?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like to think about it in terms of environmental sustainability. We can definitely make different uh, changes in our everyday lives to to tackle that. So yes, carpooling, public transportation. Uh, you know, making sure we turn off the lights, right, when we leave a room, making sure that we turn off the water when we're brushing your teeth, we take shorter showers, those are all things that we can do, you know, in, a, in, our, in our own right, in our own homes, recycling, right, recycling. It, we wanted to say it's easy, but there's difficulties to recycling. Not every place has recycling bins or not every, you know, location has that. So sometimes you have to go out of your way. So just being conscious about that, um, I think, is important. Um, Also, in terms of just social uh, ways that we can tackle the SCGs is finding something that you're passionate about and raising awareness for it, whether it be, like I said, hunger or or poverty or, you know, decent work and well-being, just being able to find different groups, nonprofits. We're so connected these days by social media. So following somebody who, you know, talks about that or that's getting engaged in your community and, and speaking out. I think is a way that we can do that um, ourselves as well. And then other than that, I would like, I also like to always say voting, right? And you know, that's our, our right. And that's a way that we can make a difference and hopefully um, elected those individuals that we feel like are going to make the right kind of, of changes that we need to see in the future. So I also think that's extremely important too something that we can all do
1: and how can the ksu community get in contact with you or get involved with you are there opportunities
2: yes so we are always trying to have student opportunities we have the ambassador program that you know maybe we'll start up again we have an internship program and so right now we have a couple of interns we had a variety of different interns like probably more than 10 interns last semester that interested in sustainable development as well. And so I would definitely say if students want to connect to me, match or I don't know if you can say match, but link with me on LinkedIn. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> link with me on LinkedIn. Send me an email. My email is L-O-W-O-K-O-N-I at kennesaw.edu. Um, and then if you are on Handshake and you want to apply for our internship program, um, do that follow us on social media. Um, Division of Global Affairs has a social media as well. But then I would always say, you know, there's always different ways to connect. The Office of Sustainability, they have Instagram as well. Um, all of these students, they also RCE Atlanta has an Instagram, but all of these students, they have Instagram and they have emails, which we can share in, in the info session, but you know, you can link with them as well. We're all so passionate about SDGs and linking with any of us if you're interested in promoting it or getting more involved um, is a great way to start.
0: Thank you so much, Lola, for collaborating with us on this bonus
2: episode. I love it. And just to end, like you said in the beginning, Equinox is coming up. March 15th is the symposium. It's a great way to connect with other really SDG practitioners and, and leaders and students who are passionate about SDGs and doing their own projects and programs in the community here in Atlanta and really around the world. Um, And there's going to be some really great speakers. So it's going to be virtual. I would say go to Equinox. Um, You can just Google Equinox uh, KSU and find more information about that. But March 15th is the symposium date. So I would really encourage you all to go to that.
0: We actually have an ad break about this week of programming. So listeners sit tight and we will give you more information on Equinox week.
6: Hi, I'm Abby, and I'm currently interning here at KSU. The fourth annual Equinox Week is coming up. From March 15th to the 19th, there will be events lined up from dialogues to exhibitions to workshops. These events will be dedicated to the UN sustainable development goals. March 15th, we will be addressing SDG 3, good health and well-being, and SDG 13, climate action march 16th will focus on the intersection of art and climate change march 17th we will address energy and march 18th, we will discuss equity diversity and inclusion lastly on march 19th we will focus on the higher education learning community this week is one of collaboration. For more information on the organizations and departments working together to make this week happen, please visit the description of this episode. There you can find links to the organizations and flyers for the events. We hope you can join us. Thank you, thank you for
2: having
0: me. I had so much fun. Yes, thank you for being here. We had fun as well, thank you. (laughs) and listeners thank you for listening if you liked this episode check out some of our past episodes if you think they're pretty interesting click that like button and don't forget to subscribe and follow us so you can get updates for when a new episode drops we hope you enjoyed this talk and if you did feel free to share with friends family and colleagues so that we can all talk more about where to next